Hey everybody, welcome to The Afterword. I'm Dave Tish, and it has been a minute since we've chatted. It's been a couple weeks since we last got together. That's because of Beautiful Day. Two weeks ago, we shut down all of our campuses and took church out into our communities for Beautiful Day, and that was amazing. And uh, last week, we celebrated it, just uh, shared stories and talked about the heart behind it, which is uh, Jesus's mandate um, and invitation. Mandate or invitation? Uh, It's kind of both. Uh, to love our neighbor, right? And <laughs> that's the way of Jesus. So that's what we're trying to do. Love our city well, love our neighbor well. It was awesome. Jay Kim is here and we debriefed that. But we are in a brand new sermon series now called The With God Life. And this sermon series is all about practicing, which is kind of a weird, it's a weird sentence. You know, people say I'm a practicing Christian, you know? Well, um, it's like, I'm not very good, but I'm hoping to get better. You know, it's like, uh, I, you know, I went to practice Went to practice this morning, you know, got a little bit better, you know, threw a few pr- prayers up, you know, got got the reps in with the with the Bible reading, and uh, I'm hoping to get a little bit, ho- hoping to make varsity this year, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, even if I just ride the pine, it'll, it's just an honor to be on the team, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a weird phrase, kind of a weird thing, I'm a practicing Christian, but that's exactly what it is, we're practicing, we're trying to get better, uh, and so this next couple of weeks we're going to talk about ways that we can actually take steps to get better, and so Jay Kim is here to talk about this, we're going to be talking about something called the practice of examine, and uh, that has nothing to do with the X-Men, I, I learned that today and I was disappointed, I was hoping for Cyclops and Colossus, but... Alas, uh, it's something about Jesus. Anyway, which is cool, but still, I was just, you know, I was, I got my hopes up. Anyway, uh, we are here with Jay Kim, and we're going to be talking about that and how you and I can take steps to be more connected to God and be more aware of God, who is always with us. So with that, let's just dive right in. Well, first of all, hey, how are your biceps? What? My biceps are still sore from Beautiful Day. Oh. <laughs> I wheelbarrowed quite a bit. Yeah. I don't tend to wheelbarrow that much in my yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah. I have soft typist hands. <laughs> Beautiful Day. Just Awesome. Yeah. Talk about- I'm sore too. Talk, lots of wheelbarrowing. Yeah, lots about, of shoveling. Yeah. Mulch, you did- uh, So much mulch. Yeah. So much mulch. You know, but the hardest thing about that day- Yes. I was with at Happy Hollow with my family- we Your were, kids, yeah, cool. And the kids were awesome. Our life group was there, and um, at the end of the day, we were all done. It was awesome, super fun. And then we had two amazing leaders at that project. Yeah, shout out to John Lowick. I know. Oh yeah, Johnny Zach yeah. was the sub lead. And at the end, John is like, "All right, you guys, great job, so good. Hey, one little quick thing we want to do for <laughs> nope. If you got to go, you got to go. But if anyone can stick around, everyone like had such a good time. They were such good leaders. Like we're all sticking around. It's like, all right, just one little quick thing. We're gonna rake all of these rocks down this, uh, you know, the entrance way over there. And I was like, oh, sounds pretty easy. That was the hardest part of our day. <laughs> it was the last <laughs> just 10, one quick thing. Last 10, 15 oh, minutes. Man. But we did it. It was awesome. It was really fun. But I was like, oh my gosh, this was the hardest thing. Wow. Yeah. So I'm sore from that. Yeah. But it was awesome. It was an amazing project. And uh, so. yeah, we, we you and I were at the beautiful day uh dinner, the celebration yeah, dinner. And that was, that was awesome so too. cool yeah. to see 
all the people, the mayor came by, yep. uh, Senator, State Senator Dave Cortez came by, and, and it was so neat to see them say, this is really cool what you guys are trying yeah. to do. Not that, I mean, it gets kind of weird, I guess, with, you know, accolades, accepting accolades. But what the point I saw was like, hey, this is really matters to the recipients of your community, and so yep. please help do it, keep doing it. Yeah, and we were able to talk. It was here at our church. We yes. spoke very freely. It's like, man, we do this because we're following Jesus. Right, right. And to be able to say that to the mayor, government officials, yeah, yeah, you know, really cool. it's like that was a cool way to just, you know, be witnesses to yeah. the reality that this is what it looks like when you follow Jesus to people who are in very public, yeah, most often very secular, we would think very secular spaces. You right. Know? Um, so that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um. Are you still of the opinion, or has your opinion shifted, or is it more entrenched that these kind of doing public works, uh, working together for the good of the community, is a is a one of the more important apologetics for our city? Because the people aren't yeah. asking if Christianity is true; they're asking if it's good. Yeah, is that still um, is that been strengthened or refined? Yeah, I, I think that's as true as ever for sure. It's hard yeah. to argue with. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's for one mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So, well, it's very cool. So if you are out there and you served, one of the 1,600 people who served at 20 different projects. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was awesome. You guys made made it possible. Yes. Yes, very cool. Great job. Okay, so I'm going to transition. Yeah. I'm going to transition to a cultural moment we're in the middle of. Oh, okay. And the reason I know we're in the cultural moment is because my daughter tells me we're in the middle of a cultural moment. Wow, okay. Here's, Here's what it is. This past weekend... My daughter asked me to get tickets for her and her friends, and mm-hmm. then I was allowed to go mm-hmm. to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert. That already came through, though, didn't it? Yeah. Well, not the concert. It's the film. Oh, yeah. It's a film. So you go to, like, uh, AMC Movie Theater. Right, right, and you watch and then, it, yeah. And, oh, and you don't just watch. Oh, no, no. Oh. Everyone's up. Everyone's dancing. Oh. Everyone's dressed up. They've oh. got the beads, oh. and they're singing along. It's a concert. Interesting. It was. But on the big screen. Oh, on, you went? You already did this? Oh, I did it on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, my wife was able to go too. We were allowed to, if we, if we didn't embarrass her, my daughter said we could come. I said, I make no promises. <laughs> so um, it was filled with all of her friends. Fi- wow. I mean, the entire theater was okay. filled with teenage yeah. girls. And dads? Were there uh, other da- dads a lot of dads, a couple dads yeah. sitting in the back. Um <laughs> One or two boys, I think, that were, went along. Yeah, right. Just to hang out with that many girls. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> smart boys. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was electric. Anyway, I have some stats for you, only because I okay. think this is fascinating. Okay. So there's 53 tour dates on her U.S. tour. Right. 20 different cities. Is it done, or is she yeah, still no, going? Yeah, well, we'll get there. Oh, okay. It, the wow. U.S. leg is done. I mean, she's taking breaks because she's been at Kansas City Chiefs games quite <laughs> right, a bit. Right. You know? And New York Jets games are... Well, she's just following Kelsey. Yeah, around. sure. We talked about this on we the did, previous we did. afterward. I know. Yeah. And 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 at the risk of, I'm not trying to be a Swifty. I'm just talking about, so 4 million tickets sold. Amazing. 72,000 people average at each show. Average per show. Per show. Per show, yeah. $456 was the average ticket price. Whoa. The average resale was over 1600 Yes. Uh, the average concert goer spent in total to get to the concert, lodging, outfits, yeah. merch, Sixteen hundred and eleven dollars. The average concert. The goer? average concert. Please tell goer. me you did the math on this. I did. Know. Oh, okay. I'm getting there. Okay. One point two billion in total ticket sales. Oh my goodness. Five billion in consumer spending generated by this tour. 
Oh my god! It was so impactful. The U- United States Federal Reserve Board commented on it, as did the Chamber of Commerce's for Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Chicago. They said we saw dramatic increase in revenue. Each city said it's the equivalent. Every single time she comes to a city, it's the equivalent of two or three Super Bowls in terms of spending. Oh my goodness! It's man. just it's just and so you know what she did. She added 76 additional dates internationally. 76? 76. Oh, my god! From Brazil to Australia to London to Germany to Spain to all over. Five different continents. Oh, my goodness. So they think it could make $4.1 billion at the end of all this. Holy just to tour itself. Man, now, that is crazy. The reason I say this is because I, I think that that is probably about the biggest star or the biggest thing I've seen maybe in my life in terms of popularity of a human being. Yeah, maybe. And I wanted to juxtapose that to somebody we talked about this past week who is absolutely the opposite of that. Oh, yes. Uh, we talked about Brother Lawrence, who yeah. was a lay monk. Yeah. Not even a monk. Yeah. He was just a like a, a dude who he was volunteered. was a dishwasher. Yeah, he washed it and cooked. And cooked a little bit, yeah. And that's sandals. And that's about it. And this guy, Brother Lawrence, is actually, to many people, a celebrity of as much as you can use that term, a hero of the faith. Yeah, hero of the faith. A hero of the faith. Not a he's not a celebrity. Right. He's a hero of the faith. And one of the things I love about that is the juxtaposition of celebrity or fame with impact in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And how like look, none of us are gonna be Taylor. Like she's well, probably not. Don't don't doubt me, dude. <laughs> there was a background dancer that she had that I thought stole my life. He was a little bit pudgy, and he was phenomenal. And I thought I could have done that. Yeah, could have been you. If you've seen the film, you th- you know there's a he looked uh, there's a slightly pudgier, beautiful black man. And I thought, man, that guy stole my life. Anyway, uh, back to the thing. But the, the point I'm trying to make is I love, uh, when, I, when I was at DePaul University, uh, one of my history professors, his name was John, uh, John Dittmer, and he was kind of a famous civil rights historian. He said yeah. the civil rights was not led by giants. The civil rights movement was not about the Supreme Court or the presidents. It was, he, he, he actually had this term, and he wrote several books on it. It's called Local People. Mm. It was local people doing courageous acts that actually spread this. Mm. And in that way, it actually reminds me of the early church. It's not about celebrity. The only celebrity in Christianity is really Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's it. Everybody else is just ordinary people who meet an extraordinary God and then live, live that out and Mm. live in faithfulness to that. And so, um, so talk about that a little bit. Talk about why brother Lawrence uh, came out or why, and, 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 and also this starts a new sermon series, which Mm -hmm. is a different sort of sermon series. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our sermon series have been either scriptural going through a story mm-hmm. or scriptural awareness. Sometimes they're hot topics, important topics like work or sexuality and gender. Mm, yeah. um, but this one's about practicing. And mm-hmm. not to be fair, I mean, Beautiful Day was about practicing too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the sermons absolutely have a deeply practical component. Yeah. But this is like all about practice. Yeah. So it's a little different. So talk a little bit about that and this current new sermon series and then maybe some reflections on Brother Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the sermon series is very simply called the With God Life, you know, everywhere all the time. Like, what does it look like? Because that's what Brother Lawrence, that's why we know his name. He um, he seemed to live life in a, 
on a different plane, you know, of yeah. sorts. Even though from the outside looking in, his life could not have, have been any more ordinary or boring or mundane. <laughs> that's, I think that's why we're all so fascinated by him, you know, that some of the things he said, which were written into a book, you know, the practice of the presence of God, which you were telling me before we recorded is it may have may be outside of the Bible, the most read and most purchased book in the last, you know, 300 years. That's what crazy. Christian century yeah, said. It's crazy. So anyways, I think that's one of the main reasons we're so fascinated by him. Yeah. Is that he was on the one hand, so incredibly ordinary. And on the other hand, his, um, his awareness of God and his ability to live like quite literally in the presence of God at all times was so incredibly extraordinary um, that it almost doesn't make sense. you know. Right. But then you read some of the things he said and you realize, oh, it's actually way more possible than I, I thought. You know, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. Brother Lawrence's name was Nicholas Herman when he was born. Um, he was like uneducated. He, um, he was handicapped. He, uh, he suffered some really physically debilitating injuries in the 30 years war that he never recovered from. He was considered intellectually dull when he was <laughs> a child and, and, a you know, young adult. So he, he, this is not like Harvard valedictorian right. dude that you're like, we knew he was going to do something great. That's, this that's not him. He like literally he washed dishes and cooked and fixed the other priest's sandals. You know, that's what he did like with his time, but he did it all in the presence of God. So we're, yeah, we're going to spend the next several weeks in this series asking the question, not how do we become brother Lawrence, but in the ordinariness of our lives, how can we tap into that reality, live on another plane, um, the with God life? Right. Not that God is ever not with us, but to live with such a deep, um, all-consuming awareness of his presence uh, with us. Because I think if we can do that, man, it, it, it changes everything about how we see ourselves and our world right. and our lives. I think back about the spiritual triangle that we... We, we often use to talk about how people change mm -hmm. the stories, the people around them, and then their habits, mm -hmm. what they do. And this is an attempt to like really examine the habits and try to increase. And I love what Brother Lawrence says in the book. For all you perfectionists out there who are thinking this is impossible, I cannot always be aware of the presence of God. I love Lawrence's like humility in this book. He's like a, a minute or two more a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, and I thought to myself, a minute or two more a day. Like, this yeah. is what he's trying to push himself to. Yeah. And after, and he doesn't say how long it takes him to get there. He mm, actually kind yeah. of intimates he fails a lot. Yeah. A minute or two more a day. Like, that is like, oh, if you do that, that's like 80, you're batting 800 in the end. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if that's the goal, he's saying even a little bit more can actually dramatically transform and inform the rest of every yeah. other part. Yeah. So I love that because I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't have, I don't, what am I supposed to quit my job and just sit by a river and stare at a right. tree all day and right, right. reflect on the resurrection and yeah. how God's going to do something in this tree. You know, right. it's like that. I don't have time for that. And yeah. he's like, no, but even while you're washing dishes, 
you can be in, in, infused mm-hmm. with an yeah, awareness. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I, I also do think that um, we live in a very unique age of distraction. Like oh, yes, the yes. Teaching. So I, I think there is something to be said for in our sort of unique time take inventory of your life you know how many hours you I just, spend on that i thing. mean everybody feels busy and everybody is busy the question is why am i busy and is every single thing keeping me busy yeah worth it yeah you had a yeah. quote from the book uh overcoming, overcoming apathy, apathy. Yeah. can you read that for yeah. us yeah yeah, this is a fantastic book. It's a short little book if anyone's interested. Uche Anazor. Uche uh, Anazor. I think that's how he says Yeah, his name. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. It's a professor. Um, he says, We are captivated by the things we don't really care about and are lukewarm to the things that in our heart of hearts mean the most to us. We don't act on what we should act on, but we are awakened to things we should probably ignore. <laughs> it's like, man. We are awakened to things we should probably just yeah, ignore. Yeah, I mean, is there a more apt you know sort of description of our day-to-day lives in the social media age and the news media age and perpetual distraction and you know steve cuss uh, our friend who came and visited Mm -hmm. us he put it this way which it's 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 kind of a a side um take on this he said um he was analyzing his life he said what's most important to me Versus what's most precious to me. Yeah. And do they That's line good. up? Yeah. And he's like, for him, it was like, they don't. Yeah. And so he's like, it, I had to do some real stock taking. Right. And I think that that's what um, Uche Anazar is, is trying to say to yeah. us. Yeah. What's most important to you, how you prioritize your life and time, is that the most precious to you? Yeah. And uh, so let's, and that's what Brother Lawrence, I think, shows us. He mm-hmm. shows us what a life that views God as the most precious thing to a human being what that might look like um and so i think that that's one of the reasons why he's such a spiritual hero to so many and why i think god's used his book across time and space to encourage even us now today to take stock in exactly this way yep that's exactly right yeah and and i think uh, yeah, I love that dichotomy. What's most precious and what's most important? Because when you just talk about something being important by itself, it sounds like it is unequivocally a good thing. It's like, hey, this is really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just say it like that. But then you juxtapose it with the word precious or valuable or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a it, there's a weird kind of powerful way in which oh oh my gosh it exposes yes what we think is important. You know, mm. uh, so I love that. I love that word. Um, cause yeah, man, getting back on that email is super important. But then I asked the question, is it precious? No, but like my relationships are, you know, my, right. my relation, how, how I father my children, you know, parent my children, yeah. like those types of things. And then you realize like, oh yeah, sure. That's still important, but man, it is not worth the cost of that which is most precious in my right. life and and i think that's what that's what brother lawrence understood is that his ongoing relationship close sort of you know very present and aware and attentive relationship with god was the thing that was most precious that becomes so loud and clear in, yeah. his, in his work you know yeah i'm going to read a couple quotes yeah uh, i i as i was rereading this, I, I came across a couple. I'm just going to read them, and then we'll get to the next part. Um, 
uh, this is what uh, it, he's being. There's a, the books divided up into conversations and letters. Yeah. So the conversations are actually with a bishop yes. who like was so astonished by this guy. He like said, can I please interview you? Yeah. And the guy, and then brother Lawrence is like, I'm not in, if this is a fame thing, I don't care. He's like, no, I, I want to learn from you. Yeah. Like I have stuff I need. I want to be inspired by you. So we interviewed him and this is from the interview. Uh, uh, the Bishop writes, he said, we shouldn't be surprised if at the beginning, we often fail to carry out these little things. If we keep going, however, we will develop a habit of love, which will naturally produce more of itself. Yeah. And that's our hope. Um, and then another thing about failing, for those of you who are perfectionists who think you're not doing this enough, um, he's talking about failing again and again, and he says, but the king, full of mercy and goodness, doesn't scold me. He embraces me with love, makes me eat at his table, serves me with his own nail-scarred hands, mm. and gives me the key to all his treasures. He talks with me and enjoys himself with me to no end in a thousand and a thousand more ways. Hmm. He treats me in all respects as his very favorite. Like this, I think of myself from time to time in his holy presence. Yeah. That's a man who has done some work with the Lord. Right. Like, I don't think very many of us could say that, you know, I, I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that God enjoys me and I'm one of his favorites. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I love this. A prayer can be as small or as little as a remembrance of God or a tiny act of inward worship. No matter how short, no, God treasures these prayers. Mm. And I think about being a father with my own kids. Anytime my daughter says, hey, dad, or wants to share something with me, like my heart just sings. I'm like, I don't care how long or how short. Like that's, if I know that a little bit with my own children, how much more so is it with God? Yeah. And I think this is what Lawrence is trying to get us to see. This is a treasure. Yeah. And that actually transforms the way he lives in the world. Yeah, totally. And I think, the point is that's possible for us. Right. Yeah, we can live that life. Not in the same way, but Right. Yeah, we, well, can, we can bring that in or begin practice or begin practicing and then seeing the fruit of it. Yeah. Which is which is um the goal of that. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about the examine. This actually the examine is a um a spiritual practice. Yeah. That actually doesn't it go back to Ignatius, Father Ignatius, mm-hmm. or like yeah, even before an, that. Yeah, an Ignatian practice. I mean, yeah. There are, you know, different forms of it, but yeah, it's rooted in Ignatian spirit. Why do you think in this moment people are, because I just went through this thing called soul care, which is a whole bunch of pastors yeah. who go through Ignatian practices, right? Just, and the whole idea is that sometimes in the busyness of ministry, you can lose sight of God himself, Yeah, which is insane to say, but it's like super true. Right. And so it's like the idea is that let's go back to what these ancient monks and priests have, have taught for years and years. Uh, why do you think that's taken on more interest in, in our modern world? Is it because we're so distracted? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would, I would assume it's lots of things. I, I do think in an age of distraction, human beings crave um, attentiveness, not just from others, but toward others. Like we don't know how to pay attention and give the gift of attention, but we know that we need to and want to. So I think there's some of that. Um, I think on a, on a sort of basic level, most people just feel so, um, scattered that I think most people are looking for some way to feel centered. Yeah. Uh, so there are lots of ways to do that. This is just the one that we 
chose for ourselves and for our church because it's so accessible and doable. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it can take a very long time. My hope is that over time we would learn to, we would grow in, in affinity toward it and almost like need it, that it would grow more and more, you know, extended in our lives. But what I love about it is you could do it like as a staff, we did the yeah. the exam together this week during all staff meeting. And I timed it. I was looking at the clock because we were like over time in our <laughs> staff meeting. And we spent three minutes doing it. That like three minutes, 180 seconds we spent yeah. with like 40 of our staff. And afterward, I talked to lots of people and a lot of people. And you were in the room. I you was. Saw, you felt it. It's yeah, like, I did. It was like. It's like we took a collective deep breath and we're like, yeah, oh, that was nice, you know? Yeah. And then we all kind of went about our day. It took 180 seconds, you know? Yeah. So it's that's why we're inviting the whole church. It's Anybody can do it. And I would say most of us can do it every day. It will be rare to have a day where you literally cannot find the time, you know? Well, let's start best practices. Um, is this a multiple times a day, a one time a day? Um, how would you recommend people start end of the day, beginning of the day, just whenever they have time commute time? Yeah. I mean, traditionally it would be a daily at the end of the day, reflect back on your day sort of experience at the same time. We don't want to be legalistic sure. about that, you know, in terms of how it's executed, man, if you're just like, yeah, it's like, you know what works really well for me is my lunch break. Right. Great. Right. And just think back the last Pause, 24 hours, stop, like yeah. since yesterday afternoon, all the way through this morning, and then consider these moments, you know? So I just realized for those who weren't there, or didn't get to hear about it. Let's, let me talk through the, the five movements of the exam and we'll sure, talk about why yeah. it is. And it starts with um, inviting God, invite God, you, you invite God into this moment and say, I want to be made aware of your presence yes. and here and now, and, and, and that you love me here and now. Yep. Then you give thanks. You think about something that you, um, uh, one positive experience. That yeah. You so give. it's not general. The give thanks is not. Oh, like, it's, Lord, it's thank you. It's not. Lord, thank you for, for life. Like, yeah. For your goodness. Yeah. I mean, it begins with you. It's reflection. You're, yeah. It's the examine. You're examining the last twenty four hours. So yeah, typically it would be like, man, take a few deep breaths and consider, even on the worst of days. What what was one thing at least yeah. that you look back, man? That was really you know yeah. Um, so yeah, and then give thanks very specifically in a conversational way about right. that. Yep. And then you reflect on your emotions, especially moments that were tough yeah. or negative, yeah, uh, or painful yeah. emotions, and just kind of, hey, God, that was really tough, and bring God into that conversation. Yeah. It's like you would tell a, a really good friend or yeah. a spouse or. You know, we do this all the time. We just don't do it with God. Yeah. Come home. Jenny asked me, how was your day? And then boom, I'm reflecting on my day. This happened. That happened. Uh, I had this conversation that was rough because of this. Like talk to God that way. Just right. reflect back on your emotions. Yeah. And then confess, which is um, kind of seeking God's forgiveness for both places that you missed him when you felt like he invited you and you, you didn't pay attention yeah. or, or wrongdoing yeah. when you, when you really missed it and you just kind of yep. went in the opposite direction. And then uh, there's a sense of repentance and see God's forgiveness for that. Yeah. And then um, it's kind of like, look forward yeah. and then say for the What's rest of this day, yeah. whatever this day might hold or the rest of this um, or tomorrow, yep. if you're, if it's at bedtime or whatever. Yep. Um, 
it's interesting because I remember uh, in Soul Care, what they taught us was that Ignatius said to his guys, look, look, if it's a busy season, I, I and by the way, I love this. He's like, if it's busy and your whole waking hours are filled and you don't have time for scripture or, or, or the Vespers or the other disciplines that I've taught, you the thing you can't lose is examine. Mm. And I think he's trying to say, because if you lose examine, you'll start to go so busy in your life, you'll lose track that God's actually inviting you even in the busyness yeah or even in the mundaneness or even in the 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 overwhelming tasks that you have to tend to yeah you'll start to think that maybe god wasn't there right <laughs> or that god isn't involved and he's like you can't lose that that that's for you jesuits you know yeah, that's right um, for, for those yeah. of you who are in there so i think that that's interesting um okay so i think it would be good not just to talk about it but we'll just quickly go through this and lead the folks through it, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, and I'll edit some nice whale sound music. Oh, whale sound. Well, you know, just kind of the room, you know, nice, <laughs> nice, warm. That's weird. Background music. Yeah. I don't know. Is that weird? <laughs> nice music. Well, that you said whale sound. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, you know, I don't some, so I'll put some, uh, something in there. So okay. why don't you go ahead? Just like you did our staff. Sure. And it might only take 180 seconds. Yeah. So, totally. so go ahead. Yeah, so um, if you're listening to this in the car, then, you know... Don't close your eyes. Be, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Be safe. Uh, maybe maybe do it later when you get home. Or you can just kind of, like, keep your eyes open, drive, be safe. Um, or if you're on a run or something, obviously, you know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guide us um, briefly just with the assumption that you're sitting somewhere. Okay. Uh, so wherever you are, if you're able, um, sit with good posture, shoulders out, and uh, feel your, your feet, your two feet, planted firmly to the floor. And if you want to, I would invite you to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and just continue to breathe deeply throughout this entire time. And the first movement of the examine is to invite. And so take a moment and invite God to make you aware of his loving presence, which has never left you, but to make you increasingly aware of it here and now and talk to him. Now take a moment and think back on the last 24 hours and think about one or maybe two positive experiences. Could be something big, could be something small, something internal or circumstantial, or situational, or a relationship you particularly appreciate, whatever it might be. One or two positive experiences um, from the last 24 hours and just talk to God about those experiences with gratitude. Thank him for them. Now think about the last 24 hours or so and reflect on your emotions. And in particular, think about any emotions you experienced that were particularly um, hard or painful. 
and think about the circumstances surrounding those emotions and talk to God about them. Now reflect on the past 24 hours and think about any wrongdoing, any sin in your life in the last 24 hours specifically. might be a sin of omission or a sin of commission. And confess that sin to God, repent, turn back around toward God, and seek his forgiveness and talk to him about that. Now think about the next 24 hours, whatever it is you have coming up, whatever it is um, that stands before you, things you uh, need to get done, situations that need to get resolved, anything internally, maybe an anxiety or attention or whatever, and offer those things to God, talk to him about them, and ask him to be with you and to go before you in all of those things. We pray these things in the healing and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Shay. And uh, we have a, a, a couple of things to help folks who are going to be doing this. And again, we're this isn't just a one week thing, although we do want people to try it for a week. Yeah. But we want to people for to try it for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to be uh, we're not going to stop beating this with God horse. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep. So we have a wallpaper that people can download. Yeah. Uh, because phone. you said if yeah. we're distracted by our phones, that can be an easy reminder. Yeah. To get, reminder. To get back. Yep. Um, and so we can download that and you can get that on our website. So, yeah. so all right, folks, that's, that's it. Brother Lawrence, he might not sell out stadiums, but he's still <laughs> changing lives that's hundreds right. of years later. That's so, right. All right. So folks try the examine. Um, be more aware of God's presence and um, we're excited yeah. to see what God does. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jay. Thanks. All right. Bye. Pick one person and give it like real forethought and intentionality and serve them. Yeah. N- not just like, uh, like my wife asked for a glass of water, so I poured her one. There we go. Mark it off the checklist. I mean, like really create a plan to serve them in a way that maybe is costly to you and surprising to them, you know, and just, um, I don't know. I think those are, those are ways in which uh, we descend with Christ, you know, that's good. Hard work, but, um, apparently it's the path of greatness. Yeah. And, and the good news is anybody can be great. Because yeah. anybody can serve. Yes. That's, that's, right. that's really, in a world yeah. full of climbing where only a few people get to be at the top. Yeah. This is, this is anybody can be great because anybody can serve. Anybody can love. Anybody can. Yeah. Act. That's, that's really good news. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jay. Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you. And, um, 
Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, if you're listening. <laughs> Go Niners, is what I said. Okay, oh. we'll see you in the Super Bowl, oh. Travis. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. We'll see you next week. Just want to say thanks to J-Kim for stopping by. Join us next week while we continue with the With God Life and talk about what it means to be people who listen. 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 We've got two ears and one mouth. The ratio should tell us something. Let's listen. So join us next week for that, and we'll see you soon.